Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a duo, two special guests, Gail and Bobby with American Muscle Corps out of Rhode Island. Gail, Bobby, what is going on? Happy Thursday. How are you guys feeling today? Awesome. Doing really good. Doing real good. I mean, it's a push day, so can't ask for anything better. There we go. There we go. Push day is the best day. I'll tell you that. Look, we're excited to have both of you on. And we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with American Muscle Corps. But first, let's take a step back and give the viewers a little perspective. So if you can, whoever wants to take a lead on this, in your own words, how would you describe American Muscle Corps and what you guys do? Well, American Muscle Corps is a different um, business model than most of the uh, boutique gyms that are out here. We're considered a boutique gym, obviously. Uh, it, where What I do differently here is I allow personal trainers to come in as independents, um, build their own brand, and uh, but yet work under the American Muscle Corps uh, name and uh, you know, and we supply all the equipment, uh, and we also allow people from the, the general public to come in and use the gym as well. But the, the the difference is, it's like most gyms that you walk into will not let an independent contractor come in as a personal trainer and train. You have to be, you know, a lot of the area around here we've got corporate gyms, so we've got the LA Fitnesses, the you know Planet Fitnesses, stuff like that. And if you go into one of those gyms as a personal trainer, they're going to want to hire you, take most of your income, all right, and use you for what they can. And then when you get sick of not being able to pay your bills, you're going to either give up personal training or you're going to try to go some other route. Uh, here, we allow, I always like to say, we're like a mall. So if you think about a mall of America, you got when you go to Mall of America, you got all these different stores inside. That's what American Muscle Corps is. You've got different... Um, um, businesses within the the um, gym itself. So and it, and it works. Yeah, yeah, no, that is awesome, and I, I think uh, that's a great description there. And I appreciate you diving into that. I love the versatility you guys have. I think that's such a great point there and a great comparison. Um, and so let's start with the bare bones basics, folks. I mean, how many members are you serving currently? Well, we've got like on. On the books, we have over 200 members. Um, okay. I don't want to be like a big gym. I don't, we don't want to be, uh, we have about a little bit over 5,000 square feet. It includes a boxing gym as well. And uh, we've considerably grown in the last six years. Um, so we have, like I said, on the books, we have like over 400 members. But in general, we probably have about 200 um, members coming in and out. And I'm almost to the point right now that I will not be offering any more gym memberships simply because we want to continue to offer this, the, the best value for the, for the client coming in. We don't want them waiting on machines. We don't want them, you know, wanting to come in and, and seeing that it's overcrowded and want to walk out the door and find another gym to attend to. Um, so right now we have a really comfortable flow in here and uh, that's how we like to keep it. Like I said, Bobby and I, we like an empty gym. It's kind of sad, but true. <laughs> one of those things. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the meme where it's like, leave a one-star review in your favorite gym so it doesn't go overcrowded. That's us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. And uh, 
uh, I appreciate you sharing that there. And so uh, I, I want to ask this question to you. And it, it, I mean, I guess it's different for everybody, but I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people through the doors for you guys? Word of mouth. We've get tons of referrals. Yep. Word of mouth. Definitely. Um, and like we said earlier, it's kind of like a mall in here where we got different lifters coming in. So uh, you have power lifters, we got guys who are into bodybuilding, we got weight loss specialists. And then we even got some guys that kind of dive into CrossFit type stuff. So just getting different styles of working out and having people come in and see that. And they, you know, you have a friend and you're a CrossFit guy and you had a friend who's a bodybuilding guy. You kind of talk to me like, Oh, I go to this gym and they got bodybuilders there too. And, uh, you know, it really does drag more people in. We also have yeah. like a fun system from the website. So what a lot of people, at least in this general area, I would say they Google us, you know, they, somebody told them about us. So they Google us. And from Google, we have action buttons on Google that, you know, then prompt a response um, to get them in the door, whether it's a free, you know, um, day pass or something that allows them, you know, if they, if they don't click on it, um, but they, they visit something will again, promote, get popped up or something to say, you know, Hey, would you like a free, um, would you like to try us out? That type of thing. So, and we'd have the same thing on our website. So if people go to the website and they look around and the longer they stay on the website, the more they'll get an automation that will pop up and say, Hey, you know, um, are you interested in seeing more about the gym? Why don't you come by for a free consultation? Well, you said complimentary consultation, complimentary day pass, stuff like that. So we try to um, entice them to come in. They call. Uh, we've had just the other day, we had a guy walk in and, and how many? Um, buy 20, you know, oh, yeah, 20, personal training, pack, yep. <laughs> 20 personal training package um, right after we did the consultation. So, you know, or Bobby did the consultation. So, um that's the like I said. So that's why our biggest thing is we've got this nice flow going now where um, we don't really have to be like, hey, come in our doors, that type of thing. It just it just happens. We've yeah. got a good reputation out there. Yeah, that's great. And that's great. I think when you can build that community, that, that, that strong, true community, I think that serves well because then when you get that word of mouth, I mean, people, you eliminate that trust factor immediately, right? Because they trust you because they know right. they probably mm-hmm. know Cindy and Cindy knows Bobby and it's just like, Easy right. to go. So, um, Super that is too. like you said, we're based out of Rhode Island. Rhode Island's such a small area. Um, everyone knows everybody. So it's, it's good to get your word out there and yeah. have people come in, you know, two towns over to, to train here. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so now let's say this folks, I mean, let's say, I mean, I know you mentioned this Gail, a little bit that you guys are kind of at like that capacity mark, but I mean, let's say leads, traffic clients, all these things were unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go? Well, I would probably, like I said, we just hired another trainer here. Um, so I don't really know if we can go maybe on this side on the work. So, so what yeah. right, right now is what we're doing is we're going to start um, doing group training. Um, it's an area that I kind of like have stayed away from just because there's so many boutique temp, um, gyms in our area and that's their, their bread and butter. Yeah, that's what they do. Uh, and what we do is we like to do strength and conditioning, one on one, yeah, one on one, sports conditioning, stuff like that. And uh, and like I said, it's work. But we also know that we're mi- we're missing out on a whole other level of income stream um, by not having it. 
So, uh, and I'd like to see that. And then of course we've got like, Bobby and I are crazy when it comes to equipment. It's like Toys R Us to us, yes. you know? <laughs> so we got, yeah, we got, we've got some, you know, things on our, on our wish list that we'd like to purchase. So in order to do that, um, and I would like to have another stream of income coming in that we could just like dedicate to just, you know, exercise equipment if we wanted to. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. And I, I think uh, a lot of gym owners is like Toys R Us when it comes to the equipment. Yes. I, I, I love it. I love bell. it. Man, we see and, a barbell. Uh, and like Bobby brought in a barbell the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so pretty. You know? <laughs> I know that all too well. I know it all too well. I get, I um, yeah. But as in for growth, I mean, the thing is, like, so this, this, uh, as for membership growth, I would say maybe another 20% maybe. Yeah, yeah, it would work. You know, uh, we don't want to go, like I said, again, if I, uh, and and the thing is, is like, I got three rooms. There's not one open gym. So we're in the boxing gym. I don't know if you can tell the background here, but we're in the boxing gym right here. And this is about 1,200 square feet. And then there's another space, another room that's on the other side of here that's about um, 900 square feet. And then there's the main part of the gym with the strength and conditioning area with the turf and, you know, the sled, all that stuff. And that's um, 30, about 3,600 square feet. All right. All right. So if it was one big open space, definitely I could grow probably another, you know, because then we could put the equipment in different areas and stuff like that. But this is an old mill. Uh, so we're limited on how many people we can really have in here based on the way that it's set up in there. Like there's like these poles, I mean, you'll see them over here um, that we have here. Right there. But we have like three of those on the other side that kind of like break up the space as well. And again, to, in order to offer the client the best experience, uh, I don't want the gym to be overcrowded and I have to think about these things. And I want to say what are our busiest time, maybe about what, um, 20, 25 or more people in the main Oh area. yeah. Yeah. Even times, but yeah, 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 definitely about that many people. Yep. And then like I and said, it shows when, when people mm -hmm. start funneling in, you can tell that, you know, we're getting pretty crowded. Yeah. So yeah. Big open space. My next thing is to buy a building and then yes, growth is definitely on my list. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love it. And I'm going to throw a little bit of a longer question here, but it, it kind of correlates what we've been discussing here. And so, uh, you know, if you need me to repeat anything, number one, by all means, just let me know here. But, but we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we use most prominently in the fitness and gym mode are three pillars of business, right? That's going to be number one, your lead generation, right? Getting people through the door. Number two, your acquisition, which is getting people to purchase and, and instead of going from entry client to being a paying client. And then number three is your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer and getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, where do you guys feel like you could improve the most? You said improve most? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's kind of, it's, it's, um, I said, well, I, I believe there's always room for improvement. There's always room to learn more. Um, the, what I'm finding is that like, I'm learning as I'm, I've been going along, I've learned more this, you know, past few months 
with, um, you know, you know, using a CRM as my, um, as me, I guess you would say, the, that would, that helps get those leads and then turn those leads into paying clients. So um, I, right now I'm getting ready to hire a new marketing um, guy. Well, he's not really going to just do my videography and all that stuff. So that any type of promotional videos that go out there are really, you know, well made and stuff like that. Um, so like I'm learning as I go along and I would have to, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like one area more than the other? I mean, I think that, I think anybody can do better lead generation. Like, you know, the more leads you have out there, the better it is for you. Um, the more people at your door. I think right now where we struggle though is the, um, not so much once they get in the door, signing them up, but we're going to hit a problem where we're going to have people walking in the door and we might not have the space to sign them up. Gotcha. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a good point. I think that's a good point a lot of gym owners undermine, right? Where it's like, well, right. how much could we actually handle? And so I've got two more questions for you guys here, my two favorite questions. And I know you kind of alluded to it, of course, but uh, let's say five, 10 years down the road, what's the bigger picture for American Muscle Corps? Owner building. Yeah, definitely owner building. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's like right now. That, yeah. So yeah, real estate is crazy right now, obviously, because of inflation and everything. So um, the interest rates and everything are insane, uh, at, least, at least up in here in the Rhode Island area. But um, well, I would love to even have like a garage style mm -hmm. gym. That's the way like it's so funny because I, Bobby's been like, he was like one of the first members of American Muscle Corps, and now look at he's the general manager. So, but um, yeah. um, we have that same mindset when it comes to like the feel of the gym that we want. We want a real gym. We don't want a you know a powder puff gym. Um, I want both men and women in here that like lifting heavy weights, or or the mother and father that are trying to get you know their. Um, their wellness in checks and they're going in the right direction on the wellness, you know, um, line. I want, uh, I want everyone to feel comfortable here. We have heavy set people. We have, you know, extremely fit people. We have, um, people that need to put on weight. So I want that same comfort level wherever we go, but it's gotta be a gym gym. It can't be a fluffy puffing gym. I'm yeah, not it's one of our, person. our best models is that, um, you know, we, we want to create a gym that we like to work out in. Mm -hmm. Like nothing that we put in here isn't something that we want to use. Right. And it's based on science. It's not based on, you know, the, the latest design and, you know, a uh, glute developer, you know, so, yeah. you know, stuff like that. You know, like yeah. we're, we're, we're the basics. We got barbells, bench press, you know, benches. I wouldn't call us the basics. Right. I mean, we do have some, we still need a lot. We have some specialty equipment in here. <laughs> Um, but like you said, everything that we do buy, it has a purpose. Mm -hmm. There's science behind it. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I have one more question for you guys. My favorite question of the day. And it's, if you could go back in time right when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I already know the answer to this one. Bobby's been uh, through it all with me. I uh, guess my last podcast was like, um, you know, the, the release. But um, I went through everything. Um, I, I don't want to say I'm a, I'm a nice person. I am a nice person. I think we're all nice people. Um, I 
my biggest fault was trying to, was letting, giving everybody an opportunity that maybe shouldn't have had that opportunity. Uh, that's when it comes to like personal, personal trainers. I had to go through a lot with, um, with some, not all, like out, out of the, all the trainers that we have, let's say out of um, 12 trainers in, you know, and I'd have a, at least at least 12 trainers throughout the six years that I would have, I've had a number of like three or four of them be, you know, have some sort of, of situation that I've had to, you know, not have them here. Um, you know, whether they moved on, which was a blessing or, I was asked to, you know, to leave. So that's not bad. So I wish that I, I kind of like stuck to my guns with my business plan and, and made sure that they, but you know what, some of them looked good on, on paper too. So, uh, so it is, a, it is like a hit or miss there. Uh, the other part of it is, is I really didn't understand marketing. I could market myself. Um, and that's my business model. Like I've been in this business for uh, almost 30 years now. And I, I was always referred. So I always stayed busy because I had one referral after another referral. I have returned customers, stuff like that. So when I got, um, when I decided to go brick and mortar, I just assumed that I would just like, you know, everybody was like me and they would just like be able to, you know, do their own, you know, uh, promotions. But I found out really quickly that not everybody was at that level or understood it. And with me not really understanding the whole marketing part of it, I struggled with helping to promote them. Um, now I've got a handle on it and it's taken some time and I've gone through like some bad marketing companies and stuff like that. And I've gone through some good marketing companies that I've learned a lot from um, that have now got me to an area where I feel comfortable with generating, you know, or, or, or putting together a marketing plan or something like that. Just before I started this, I was talking to a young man about a marketing plan uh, of, of marketing of our group training programs. So um, I would say that that was one of the areas that you really, you need to have a, as a business owner, as a gym owner, you need to have, um, education in business practices, um, have good policies and procedures in hand, on hand, and um, understand um, how to market to your um, demographics yeah. is another thing. So, and um, not to keep going on, but the other thing is, is like, even when you're marketing at the demographics, because we have so many different types of people here that I market to certain age groups or certain types of, of individuals when now designing our, um, you know, uh, flyers or um, social media posts or anything like that. Bobby, I don't know if you want to add anything to that, man. I don't know if you can, if you can talk about anything. No, I mean, I mean she pretty much covered it, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah. it was a struggle at first. We, we did have some, like she explained earlier, our business model is a little different than most gyms where we have trainers come in and they're, they're marketing their own brand underneath us. Um, and it does get a little difficult because they want to, you know, do things their way. And um, it's great. You can, you can take the reins and run with it, but there are certain lines you just stay in. And, you know, we've had great trainers work out here that 
you know, moved on, opened their own gyms and, you know, are doing fine. But we've also had trainers come here that were not, you know, doing the things they needed to do and not being a great personal trainer. And uh, it, it's a little difficult when you get to that and you, you have to come to them and say, hey, I know, I know I told you you could do your own thing, but you got you to gotta do things correctly. You got to do things the safe way. And it leads to some awkward conversations. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Look, folks, it is a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, if you have any social media, Facebook, website, please let the people know where can they find out more about you and the gym. So we're really easy because everything's basically about the same thing. If you want to check us out on Instagram, we're at American Muscle Corps, the whole um, spelling of our business here. Uh, same thing on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We are on um, TikTok. <laughs> same thing. Everyone's at, at American Muscle Corps. So we keep everything the same. Or it might be at, no. I said Our website is uh, amcstrong.com. Yep. And our TikTok is amcstrong. Sorry. There we go. There we go. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just like I know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Yep. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Ryan from The Fitness Parlor out of Owensville, Missouri, Welcome to the show, Ryan. How are you today? Hey, thank you for having me on. I am doing great. I am excited to have you here. Thank you for being here, for you know, taking some time out of the busy day-to-day of being a fitness business owner, sit down, have this conversation, give back to the fitness industry a little bit. We appreciate you greatly. Before we really dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on at your business, give us some background, you know, a brief background, I suppose. What was it that made you decide to kind of go and open up this business? Sure. So, um, I, you know, I'm 30 years old now and I, I started lifting. I didn't start lifting until I was 21 and it was kind of something that I always wanted to do. And, and so it, it took me, it took me a while to get into it. Like I, when the day I turned 21 is that I started working out and I never quit. Um, but in our community, it's just a really small community of two, two, 3000 people. And, and our facility that we had was just uh subpar. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't much. And so for years, like I, I talked to all, like everyone that went in there, you know, because I'm just an, an ex- extrovert kind of person. And so I like to talk to people and we all talked about how the community could use so much like a better gym. And so um, finally, you know, nine years later, I was like, I think I need to do this. Or, or I think it was actually, you know, seven years later when I was like, okay, let's pull the trigger on this thing and, and, and give it a shot. So yeah, I, I bought a building and Fill it with equipment and 
it was just all history from there. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, you know, you have the building now. Give us your best elevator pitch of the fitness parlor, who you are, what services you provide. Paint a picture for our listeners so that like as we move forward in this conversation, everything like has a context and makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, in, in my areas, it was we we're the first 24 hour gym. And so I want to build a facility that everyone felt comfortable in because we're such a small community. We you can't just have a niche 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 gym so i had to build it to accommodate for everyone so what i really want to do because when i started lifting when i first got in the gym i did not feel comfortable i felt like i, I didn't belong in a gym like i didn't uh, i was just very intimidated by it so what i really try to focus on is i want everybody to know that i think everybody should lift like regularly i think it's just as good as eating healthy and getting a good night's sleep to be able to go to the gym and and be able to just get your blood flowing every single day it does so much for you mentally and physically. And so, yeah, my, my big focus is comfort and safety. I want people to know, like when you come into my gym, uh, you're part of my family, basically. I love that. Um, having like a nice community, a safe place to go and get in a workout and like live that healthy kind of sustainable lifestyle. It's so important. Um, okay. So within the model, um, do you guys have group? Do you have semi-private? Do you have private training? Like what different offerings can we check off here? Sure. So I, I always offer free workout programs to anyone that comes to my facility. <clears throat> and then I, I personally offer free personal training. Like if, if anyone comes in, they never been in the gym before, especially if they're new, I always tell them like, if you want someone to work out with, let me know, I'll work out with you. And like right now I'm doing two a days because I do my workout. And then I have another gentleman that comes in. He's very green when it comes to the gym. And so, uh, I'm just trying to get him comfortable in the gym there. And then outside of that, yeah, I have some personal trainers. I have four personal trainers right now that, uh, we can hire out that just work for me part-time and they, they, you know, they come in and train. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I mean, in this business model, um, where we kind of have a lot going on, personal training is really good for a couple of reasons for a business. It's smart because if we're charging for personal training, we can make a little bit more money from that. So it helps kind of the bottom line of the business. Um, and then for our clients, it's amazing for them because for so many people in this industry, they have no idea what they're doing. And so if we can give them, you know, um, show them how, give them a direct approach to help them reach whatever specific goal that they have in mind, um, it's an awesome way to kind of kick off things in their health and fitness journey. And, you know, we always have people that walk into the gym that are like, yeah, I need to lose five pounds. My wedding is coming up. I can't fit into my dress or whatever it might be. Like if we can, hey, we have a trainer that can help you make that happen. Um, like let's build something out. It's great for our clients. Um, and then obviously, like I said, for good for the business. So how does that work in your facility? You said you have some trainers that work for you part-time. Um what percentage of your revenue would you say is coming from the personal training side of things? Oh, very low, very low. Uh, I get, cause I, I only, if basically what I do is I, if I send them the client and, and the client's not a member of my gym, I charge them 20% of, of the personal training. But if I tell them all, I'm like, if you get the client and they join my gym, like if they paying for a full month gym membership, you can keep all the profits as long as they're a gym, as long as they're a member of my gym. Um, so yeah, because I, I really want to have that incentive out there for them to one, help them make them money, 
but they, them also advertise for themselves and also work hard because, um, and then also try to get them to influence those guys to come in to join my gym. Cause most of the time, most people that do personal training, at least I feel like in my area, they might do personal training for a month to six months and then they go out on their own. And so I really want them to like, you know, get a gym membership and just, uh, get on their routine. Cause I, I set everybody up on reoccurring. So most of the time I feel like reoccurring was really big cause nobody offered in my area. And, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people have told me in the past, they're like, if I had to come in every single month and pay, I'm not going to come back next month. Oh right. yeah. It's easy for people to ghost at that point. And like, we are doing our clients a disservice if we're not charging monthly, if we're not doing reoccurring, because yeah. it's so easy for somebody to be like, eh, don't feel like going this month. I'm not going to go in and pay. And then they're giving up on their health and wellness. So props yeah. to you for seeing that. Um, yeah. You know, and, and when, you know, cause people do fall off, life gets busy, things happen. Um, we have a lot of farmers out in this area. So in the summer, they're working 12 hour days every single day, Sunday through Saturday. And so in the summer for three months, they might not be able to make it in or they might be able to make it in one day. And so if it's automatically recurring every single month, when they want to come in that, that day they got off, or maybe they're stressed off, stressed out someday, they'll come in. But if, if their membership's not automatically coming through, they might not even be able to make it in in time because they, they work till sundown, you know? And mm -hmm. so by the time, by the time, uh, ready to come to gym i'm i don't even have it because i only have a staff monday through friday nine to five right and then the rest the, if you're not a member you can't come in the building until you get a membership yeah. so if they're not automatically recurring they might not be able to make it in yeah i kind of want to circle back to something else that you said there um you said that you kind of want the trainers to have to work hard right you want them to try to like find their own clients and do that do you think yeah, that would be an incentive for them right do you think that that's where their ex expertise lies uh, can you explain a little more as in, yeah. so like generally what I see, and you can disagree with me if you want, but, um, generally what I see is like trainers don't tend to be the best at advertising marketing themselves, but they're really good at working one-on-one -on -one with clients. If I'm a personal trainer, like usually that's what I'm really, really good at. Um, but when it comes to advertising, the business side, er, probably not the best mm -hmm. at that. Um, you see that super common in the industry. So would you agree with that statement? Most certainly. Most certainly. Yeah. I, I'm the one that, you know, I'm, I'm very, I try to be very good friends with these people. And I also make sure that anybody that's in my facility that that's, uh, associated with the fitness parlor, I make sure that, um, they're optimistic, they're positive. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, I don't, I don't want some bump on the log and, and I'm not, I, I mean, it kind of sounds bad to say that, but, you know, I, I try to get these people that I like and that they're going to be friendly to the customers that they're working of with, course. because at the end of the day, they're a reflection of me, you know? So if I have yeah. some personal trainer, that's a jerk and, or, you know, maybe makes people feel uncomfortable, that's going to reflect back on me. But yeah, as far as the advertising and stuff, yeah, that's, that's me. That's, you know, when a customer comes in, most of the time customers come in and they're wanting to get in shape. And they just, they come to me and they're like, do you guys offer any personal training? And that's whenever I send them a certain direction. And then I also, I try to get with these guys all the time and make videos and, and do ads. And I try to put their cards out in my business for display and everything like that. So yeah, when it comes to advertising and marketing, I'm the one that really pushes it a lot for them. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think if we can just kind of 
help them like help them fish, right? Um, help them find the clients. And then they can really hone in on that great quality training service that like matches your atmosphere and what you're trying to give to your clients. That's the best thing that we can do for our business. Um, do you think that you're always going to stick with the model where the trainer doesn't like, like you're not really making very much off of the personal training in the gym. Do you think that you're going to stick with that model or do you think that there's a better way to do things that still incentivizes the trainer to kick butt and make a ton of money, but also that the gym benefits from it more than just, you know, how, how, how much is your membership? 20, 30, $40 a month, somewhere it's in there. 40 bucks a month yeah. for a normal member. And then it's 30. If you're a uh, senior student, military law enforcement, EMS. Okay. So like anywhere from like 30, 40 bucks, somewhere in there. Yeah. Do you think that there's a better way of doing that? So both parties are incentivized and benefit. Um, I certainly think there could be, it could be worked on a little bit as well. Um, in a, in my small community, uh, the, the personal training, since I've taken over the gym in, in July of 2021, uh, we, we really had a lot of requests, but it's, it's a growing thing. So as time grows and if, if they get, if they get so packed that they actually have to start turning down clients, I think maybe then I could, we could restructure the system to where, um, I could start hiring some other people and like actually paying people to get certified personal train. And then that's when I'll start yeah. taking the money off of it. But I actually had one of my personal trainers come to me and he was thinking about quitting just getting out of it. Cause he was, he had like three kids and he had, he was working a job plus the personal training. Um, plus he was in a band. So he's very busy and he wanted me to pay for his research certification. And, and I was like, mm. you know, I was like, I really don't make that much money on it now. So I'm like, you got to do it yourself. But if, if it got to the point where I had so much where I was actually paying people to get certified personal training, I would most certainly do you think that uh, it's a possibility for you to ever have trainers in there that like, this is their primary? Cause right now it sounds like your trainers are kind of like part-time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that in your community, there will ever be a need to have a trainer that's there like more full-time? Yes. I, and actually I, so my office manager right now, Alexis, you know, I'm trying, we're kind of talking about it because there's days that she's swamped with just signing customers up and selling supplements and just working with customers. That's, that's honestly why I hired her to be a, a customer relations and, mm -hmm. and, you know, like also to set, set people up and stuff like that. But uh, there's some days where it's, it's slow as far as like signing people up and selling supplements. And so she sits around. And I know how bad it sucks to be at a job that's really slow and just sit around. Cause that's, that's when you get bored. That's where the days drag out. And I know how bad people want to make more money for just, you know, whatever they want in life. And so I'm always trying to find ways to help benefit her. And so I've been talking with her and I was like, if you want to get certified personal trained, I would, I would pay it. Um, I would pay for that. And then I was like, you could also, you could start personal training in your, you could schedule personal training to make you some more money. We could make the gym more money and we could fill up your time a little bit better just to make you make your days go faster. That's really smart. Um, okay. So kind of, we spent a lot of time talking about personal training, <laughs> kind of went a little squirrely there, but inside, inside of the model. Okay. How big is the facility itself? So I, my facility is 10,000 square foot, but I, I utilize about 
6,500 square foot of it because I, what I did was I rented out uh, about 3,000 square foot to a, a therapy company, like uh-huh. a, a physical therapy company. And so, so yeah, we, you know, we have the, the gym side and we have the therapy side of the building and, but that works out really well to me because I, I get rent off of it, but I also get after, you know, customers off of, you know, maybe they have a shoulder injury. They, they work with a physical therapist for three months. And then the physical therapist is like, you don't need to come here anymore, but you really do need to keep working that shoulder a little bit. So I get a lot of clients that come from physical therapy over to me. So it really helps um, push a lot of more customers to me. Yep. Kind of work hand in hand uh, together. And that's again, really smart. Um, so, you know, being that you have about 6,500 usable square footage in the gym, how many members do you guys have in the open membership piece? So I would say, I don't have an exact count. I did when I, when I first started, like for the first three to six months, I was like really watching my member count. Um, but I, it was like one of those things where I I almost felt like it was, um, not good for me mentally because it's like, kind of like checking your weight every day. Cause it, you're always going to go up and down, you know, people are going to quit and come back. So I would say I have somewhere between, um, probably three and 400 okay. in my facility so, right now. Yeah. I mean, I definitely understand the idea of kind of obsessing over the number. Cause that's definitely something that I can relate to. It's like, ah, today we have 350 tomorrow. We only have 349. What, where did we lose that person? You know what I mean? And so it is, it can be a little bit unhealthy, but how do you track your monthly revenue if you don't know how many clients you have? Yeah. So I, so what I do, because, because what I realized is that when I, you know, as a fresh, when I started my gym, you know, my first day I, I did a, I did a video introducing myself in the new facility and all this stuff. And so you get a big influx of customers because they all want to try out the new facility. And so it really grew a bunch. And then, you know, after, you know, after three to six months, the, the newness goes away. And so, the, and then people start dropping back off again. But one thing that I did was I got supplements and wraps and t-shirts. I have a full lineup of t-shirts in my gym. And that really, that's where I started to just pay attention to my monthly gross revenue mm-hmm. instead of my, my member account, because my revenues weren't just coming off of my members. They were also coming off of my supplement sales. And so what happened was, you know, as you know, I, I shot up probably because when, when I, I bought out an old facility that was basically nothing, basically nothing. They had less than a hundred customers and it was very unorganized. They couldn't give me hardly any numbers at all, like for like financial numbers. So I bought them out and I revamped everything, made it 24 seven, everything like that. Um, but what I noticed was, you know, I shot up to maybe 400 customers, 500 customers, and then I lost, you know, 50 probably over like three months. And, but what I, what I realized is that even though my membership revenue was going down, my actual revenue was still going up because the customers that were coming were buying like the dedicated, yeah, they're buying the supplements. So these guys are the ones that guys and girls are the ones that are dedicated, coming all the time, trying to better themselves every day. And, you know, everybody could use a little whey protein. Everybody probably takes a little creatine. A lot of people work full time, so they want pre-workout. So it's nice to be able to have that stuff there conveniently ready for them so they can just grab it and go. And I open up every single product. I have it all open all the time and I give out free samples and, you know, cause some people just want to try it before they buy it. Cause a lot of people have been scammed with bad products too. And so it's like, uh, 
I, I made sure to get on with a, a, a really good supplement brand. I went with Axe and Sledge, Seth Ferrosi. And he's, it's just been an amazing product. So no, it's, it's so true. It's so um, you know, we've done studies in, in the industry and like people who are spending money on a gym membership, even if they're spending $200 a month on a gym membership to a facility like mine, like a CrossFit facility, they're still going to spend money on supplements, uh, apparel, um, like we, yeah, wraps, wraps um, we have wraps. the, we have the grips for the bars. Um, we have like fitted, um, O2, like we sell all those like ready to drink drinks too. Um, and it's huge. Like that definitely does help our bottom line every single month, but to kind of go back to the membership piece, um, are you guys still looking to grow? Like, do you have the capacity to take on more than three or 400 members, or are you in a comfortable position where you don't want to grow anymore right now? Oh, no, I'm all about growth. I'm all about, I'll, I'll add on to my billing. I'll do whatever it takes to keep growing. That's, that's where my passion lies is like, that's why I loved going to the gym in the first place, because I can always like progressively work on myself. Like there's always something I can do to better myself every single day. And so I, you know, I take that same model over into, into business and I, and I just love the journey of it all. And so I, yeah, I want to, you know, I'm trying to just uh, almost keep everyone happy and myself happy. And, and that the side with the therapy company, um, I've already built, like I already have like a, a thing set up where I want to get, because I don't have anything CrossFit in my facility. And I know how big CrossFit is growing in the world now. And I, I'm trying to build a, you know, I, design, I made this design where I'm going to take some of the, the therapies uh, office space away, but I was, mm-hmm. I was going to revamp it all for them. So they have new offices and a new lobby, but I was going to build like this, this giant grass turf area and have like a rig system on the wall and just be able to have it to where it accommodates for me, for my members and for the therapy side too. So that's where that's, yeah, I've been, I've been thinking yeah, about no, it a lot. It's, it's crazy because sometimes I do talk to people where like they have like 300 members and they're like, nope, don't want anymore. I'm happy where I'm at. People always leave. People will come. I don't want to grow. And I'm like, all right, well, like that, that mindset is just so limiting because the potential for growth in this health and fitness industry, especially right now is truly endless. And it's so inspiring to hear that, like you want to do whatever it takes to continue to grow and help more people. Um, let's talk a little bit about how you're doing that. What does the growth process look like? How do you guys find new clients? Yeah. So, um, I, I had, I had a, like a, I hit like a plateau, like six months in, where I had like revamped my whole gym and I did, I basically like implemented all my ideas. Like I wanted 24 seven. I wanted supplements. I wanted wraps. I wanted new equipment, rubberized floors. Um, you know, there's just like a lot of little stuff that the, the area needed that was like pretty basic for the world, but not in our area. So once I hit that, I was like, now what? So, uh, that's when I really started to network out and I started, that's where I like this, this gym Lords podcast. When you guys reach out to me, I'm like, man, this is, this is awesome because it helps me grow. Like it's, it, I'm hoping I get something out of it, but I, I ended up meeting with some other local business owners and we just, we were just talking and just chatting and one local business owner, he doesn't own a gym, but he owns a, a restaurant and he started in a shack and then grew into this massive, like 5,000 square foot facility and super nice. And, you know, we talked about the importance of, of like marketing on social media. And so I, I was just randomly posting on social media. There was no system to it to me. It was just, uh, you know, whenever I come up with a content idea, <clears throat> I would throw it out there. 
but but whenever I talk to him, because he's in a much harder field to grow. He's in he's in the food industry, and all it takes is a couple of people saying that the place is dirty or the food sucks or something like that for everybody to quit going. And, and then the, the markets are the, the margins are much smaller there as well. And I was like, what do you, what have you done to succeed? Like, what makes you, like, what's helped you grow? And, and he's like, you gotta, you gotta post on social media every single day. And so I was like, you think I gotta do it every day? And he's like, Ryan, he's like, it's, it's just, a, it's just this massive trash can and everybody's piling their stuff on. And then he's like, if you throw your stuff in once a week or once a month, he's like, you're going to get, you're going to get lost in the bottom. He's like, you got to post every single day. So that's fresh and it's there. He's like, not everybody's going to follow it, but whenever they are ready, it's there. You know, you're posting every single day and it's, it's relevant and it's new because I've gone to businesses that I want to like, you know, do whatever with their, with their business. And I go to their social media page and they haven't posted it in a year and a half, or there was, there was a, there was one gym that I was looking at that they, they would post like once every six months. And it was just like a, um, like a clip art picture of like, oh, a smiley yeah, no, it was, it was just, common. it was just, I was like, Oh, like you didn't even know if they're in business still, because like, they were just so the page looks so dead. Yeah. You hit the, the hammer with the nail there or the nail with the hammer there, because like for me, and I think that like, we're probably around the same age, but like, I know myself and all the people like that I know before we go to a restaurant, before we go to a gym, before we go anywhere, a store, even like I typically Google it. And then I look at their Google presence. I look at the reviews. Then I go to their Instagram page. And then I look at their Instagram photos and their reviews. And like, if they haven't posted since 2020, I'm probably like scrolling on past them and looking at the next place because like, that's just what we do, right? We want to go to like the perfect place and people do this in this business too. So if you're not on social media for your gym, you're missing out because like people are looking on social media to find the perfect place to go to. So I'd love to hear that that's something that you're really honing in and, and making important. Now, let me ask you, is it strictly organic posting or are you guys running paid advertisements on Instagram, Facebook, Google, et cetera? 100% organic. <clears throat> um, I use the Facebook business suite for Facebook and Instagram. So I have them linked together so I can just post on there. A lot of times I don't do it though, because like on Instagram, I like to add like sounds or like I like to add uh, captions on it because I, I feel like having not only hearing me talk, but also have the captions that people can read just really catches their eyes. But I will say since I started posting daily, which is probably two months ago, um, all my social media like um, posts, views, likes on the page, follows on the page, everything's up 200%. And what I also noticed is like, if I have, if I have a tub of creatine, I'll do like, I'll, I'll, you know, it doesn't matter if I just take a picture of it and I, I advertise it that way. I've even taken videos like explaining what the product is and who would benefit from it. And I put it out there, but almost every single time I do that, someone comes in that day and buys that product, whether it's a t-shirt or a supplement, or I talk about a gym membership, you know, it's, it's just, a lot of times people just don't even know it even exists. And then they see it and they're like, oh yeah, I would like to try that out. Yeah, And, yeah. That, and then when our, you have good product, they just keep buying it after that. Yeah. For our clients, like they watch our social media, like a hawk, like they, everything that we're posting, like they're, they're looking at, they're reading. So it is a really valuable tool now kind of to ask you, like for the people who aren't a part of your community, 
how are you reaching them on social media to grab them and pull them into your facility? Because with organic social media, we're only reaching our following. So how are you reaching the people who aren't already following you yet? Yeah, that's a good one. Cause that was something, that's something I do. That is a little bit of a battle for me. Cause I'm like, how do I, how do I reach these other demographics? And so what I started doing was I, I uh, basically have um, some ambassadors for the fitness parlor and you know, if, if they want to advertise that they're an ambassador for me, I let them do it. If they just want to do it, like, uh, kind of like just secretly, like they just like, basically what I do is I, I, I pick some people out that are in high school, some people in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, and I'll give them a free gym membership. I'll give them free t-shirts, shake. I have my own shaker cups. I give them like a free pre-workout and protein powder. Um, and then I give them some wraps as well. Just give them a bunch of free product and a free membership. And I do it for three month intervals. And I tell them you guys have to post at least once a week and you don't have to tell people to come to the gym. You just have to post content that has my stuff in it. My, my fitness parlor shirt, my, my protein that I sell, you have to put it out there somehow. And that's how I'm reaching these, these other demographics, because a lot of people say there's a girl I have right now. Her name's Lacey. Uh, she's in her mid twenties, but she has a big following uh, just because she posts a lot of fitness content. And so a lot of people follow her because they like who she is. And so now she's joined on with me. I give her, you know, I, she gets the benefit of all this free stuff. And then, you know, they see that she's using it. So now they're like, Oh, she goes to a fitness parlor and she buys Axe and sledge uh, whey protein isolate from Ryan. So now boom, all of a sudden, you know, I get all done because I tried the Facebook. Like I, I, I have a Facebook ad that I pay for that just runs full time and it does nothing for me. It, it, that's so interesting so let me let's talk about that what are you running an ad or are you boosting and like what kind of call to action is there with that yeah so basically what it, it was a i paid for a full year like i boosted an ad on facebook or like a or a post or whatever and i boosted it and i paid for an entire year of it and i, I had tried to reach out like it, it gives you two different options of like how, if you want to choose your area it wants to reach out to, or if it the suggested area that it does, whatever. So I, I tried to do that. And what ended up happening was I was having, I, it was, it was just, it wasn't hitting the people in my area. I don't even think it was hitting the right people. I think it was just hitting random people that weren't even interested in the, in the like a health and wellness at all. You know, they just didn't even care about it or it was hitting people that were like so far out of my community that they weren't going to drive to me anyway. I, I had someone from Florida see my ad and they even commented on it. They're like, I don't think yeah. I'm going to be able to benefit from that gym. And I'm <laughs> like, Hey, if you're ever in Missouri, you know, feel free to stop in first day is free. Yeah. yeah. So what's really interesting here. And a lot of people don't know this because Facebook tries to trick you into to boosting. Like I have a separate business on the side where I make cakes. And before I even got into the gym business, I had this like Facebook page for my cakes. And I, I, I saw the thing that you're talking about. They, they ask you to boost it. Oh, well, we'll uh, give you a credit, give you a $50 credit to boost this post. And then like I did it and I realized, well, shoot, like this, this did nothing. Um, and what I found out prior, you know, being in the fitness industry, talking with a lot of really educated people is when we boost a po post, when we spend money to boost a post, all that's going to do is increase the overall awareness of our brand. So like you already have great brand awareness being that you're on social media organically every single day. But when we boost a post, it's just going to make that better. So we're going to get more likes. 
we might get some more comments, even from people in Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, we might get people to see our page a little bit more, but overall brand awareness does not equal new members into our facility. It does not equal dollar sign. Um, and that's where Facebook tricks you. They don't, they make you think that you're paying for an advertisement, but you're really not paying for an advertisement. Facebook, Instagram, they do have a separate thing that they don't really push down your throat where you can run an actual paid ad that is targeted, right? You target, for example, looking for a ladies age 35 to 45, you can target that. What radius do you want them to come in from? Um, you, you can get super specific with it. And that's something that a lot of people don't know. Um, so definitely something to look into. Yeah, because, I don't know much about that. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, some great, like for me, the CrossFit facility, once we actually got those going, we're getting like a three to one return on our investment for those ads. So they work, but figuring out how to do that, like we all kind of fall into that trap of like boosting and wasting our money. Um, and I don't know about you, but I, I hate wasting money. It, it gives me yeah. horrible anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind spending it, but it's gotta be, it's gotta be well invested. How yeah, do you like, what's like a method for the call to action that you use? Cause I don't think I really have very many call to actions whenever I post. Yeah. I mean, it looks different for, for everybody. Um, do you guys like, you said you give away like one free, free day or something like that. Is that what you offer right now? Yeah. Basically the, your first day is free. So if you just want to come in and try the gym out, it's, it's free to just come in for the first day. Yeah. So I've seen, you know, some people, um, do that before, um, kind of a little bit, kind of a little bit of everything. Um, and we can talk more afterwards about what specific call to actions that I do, but we're kind of running out of time already. So I want to sure. ask you one more question before we go. I am a visionary. I like to dream big and it sounds like you are too. So tell us like long-term, you know, if you all, if you could play all your cards, right? Like what would the end picture look like for you and for the business? Um, big picture for me, like long, long-term goals. Cause I really love business just as much as I love the fitness industry. And so I really want to get into I want, like my big goal, like my dream in life is own a C corporation, 500 plus employees. And so I actually really want to scale my, my gym out. Cause I really want to focus on small communities, ones that can't get the corporation style gyms into their communities. Like there just isn't enough money there. So I really want to try to like focus that and try to, you know, expand the fitness parlor out and you implement all these ideas and with it and, you know, scale it up to a point um, to where maybe I can, I could sell out of it all one day. And then I would like to move into like, maybe, you know, like how Seth Frosey has this Axe and Sledge brand. I would, that, I would love to own that one day. Like, so that's, you know, I, I want to do, I want to have it in a field that I love. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like my big goal. So hey, I that's awesome. And that's, that's cool. Like so many people I talk to on here, are like, Hey, I want to be doing this till I'm 90 years old. And I'm like, is that realistic? Like, mm -hmm. I think that if we get the right systems in place, we can blow up this gym and either sell it off or still own it, but not involved, like be a silent partner. Right. Yes. Um, and so the, the potential to make that happen is, is so exciting. And I'm glad to hear that that's, you know, where you're looking to go down the road and have another brand in the health and wellness space. Um, but before we kind of get off, what is the Instagram page? Where can we go to watch all this content that you speak of? Yeah. Instagram is just the fitness parlor. 
Oh, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go check it out. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Ryan. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, please hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Ben Failure with Failure Fitness out of Pennsylvania, Ben, what is going on? Happy Tuesday. How are you feeling today? Hey, I'm feeling great today. I had er some early morning sessions at the gym and uh, have a little bit downtime this afternoon, so I'm feeling really good. There we go. There we go. We're excited to have you on. And I think we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Failure Fitness. So uh, what I want to do here is kind of take a step back and give the viewers some perspective. So Ben, how many members are you serving currently? I currently have approximately 350 members. <laughs> and so for you guys at Failure Fitness, I mean, what's been the best method of getting new people interested and through the door? I honestly, it's always been the same since the start, um, word of mouth. Our, our reputation through the community and extending outside of that um, was all built through getting people results. So a, a lot of our clientele, I'd say probably 85% is through word of mouth. Got it. Okay. And, um, you know, I mean, you're at 350 or so, right? And I mean, let's say right. hypothetically here, of course, leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited. I mean, how much higher could you go? I don't know exactly. <laughs> Um, we have about, our gym's about 1200 square foot. Um, I run group classes, individual sessions, nutrition counseling, and I'm the owner operator of everything. 100%. Um, my my wife is a teacher at the local school, which I'm also hired as a strength and conditioning coach there. So I split my time between the gym and the school. So in the evening, she's out helping me a lot in the gym also. But as far as capacity, that's one thing we're right before COVID hit, we were actually looking to expand into another gym location. Um, but thank God we didn't do it right at that moment. Um, but um, that's we're at the tipping point right now. So I'm not sure exactly which route we're going to take. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's a good place to be, right? I mean, you're at, right. you're at yeah. that growth stage, scaling here. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm always curious to find this out. And I think, um, again, totally different for every facility, but I know from experience, like having over 100 members, no matter if you're huge, small, whatever it is, it's a lot. And I'm not sure if you're a one-man team here. Uh, yes, let us um... know. So, okay, <laughs> in that case, yeah, being a one-man team, how are you able to manage and track, you know, the metrics, the numbers of how long someone's been with you, you know, where they are in their journey, all those important factors that kind of go into like the journey of having the member. How do you track that stuff? Um, I have a lot of apps on my phone that I track people's um, metrics on. Also, like as far as memberships, I have apps on my phone. Um, and that's one thing that to be more efficient, we're trying to streamline right now because I do it all just in the moment, like through those apps right now. So we're trying to find a more efficient route on how to do that, especially with the membership, because like tracking 350 people, um, it can get really time consuming. Yeah. So right now it's just all me manually entering into these, these uh, apps or logs on my, my iPhone. So, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if there's a method, there's a method, right? I mean, yeah. It might not be the most efficient, sure, but I think you're you're, do, you're still doing it. So, right. Um, perfectly fine. And I, I want to throw a little bit of a longer-winded question, a kind of good transition question here. And I'm curious to see your response on this one. You know, uh, a little bit of longer-winded question. So if you need me to repeat anything, just let me know, of course. Uh, but in the fitness and gym industry, you know, there's about three pillars of business we use most prominently, right? And that's going to be number one your lead generation, right? Which is your marketing, getting people in and through the door. Number two, it's going to be your acquisition, which is getting somebody from an interested client to a paying client. And then it's number three, your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you. So of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? I'd say probably leads. But the reason why I haven't addressed that is due to the fact that we are at that tipping point um, as far as space and time. Plus, I'm in love with fitness, so I just acquired a ton of new equipment. just takes up more space. Um, as far as, like, the, the leads, though, I mean, I, we have a good balance of all three, and I think that's why we're successful. As far as me plugging into the strength and conditioning at the local high school, that's actually like a feeder as far as clients, because the the kids or the athletes there end up becoming members of my gym also. Um, so we have a good feeder through that of young athletes. We run kids boot camp starting at five years old. So we, I mean, we wow. get them in early. As far as um, when I meet with potential clients, um, getting them to sign up, I offer free consultations. So I, I let everyone know I'm there to serve them. I'm there to make sure it's a good fit. I let them come out to the gym and check it out, talk with me, see my methods and the way I go about things. And then I ask them that they're interested. Honestly, anyone that gets to that point, I'd say there's a 95% chance they're going to sign up. I don't know why exactly that is, but it's been my experience that that's what happens. And then as far as retention, this is where we blow it out of the water. I'd say most, if not all, not all, but a high percentage, I've had clients over 10 years. So our retention rate is huge. Then I think what 
the, the reason that works is because we really build a family environment. I mean, I live 200 yards from my gym. So my wife is always up there and she's a hell of an athlete. So she, the women really follow after her. Um, and I have twin boy and girl um, that are about to be seven years old. They're always up there. Like I said, we have the kids program. So it's, it's really a gym family. It's not just clients coming in and, and getting their session. So, I mean, after, after a class of 30 some people, I mean, people are hanging out talking about their days and, and their goals and things like that. So I think that's really, we have a good even mix of all three that makes us successful. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love how, how tight knit of a community it is. I mean, 200 yards, it's really close. You know? it's yeah, like, yeah, it's a good wow. walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, a little jog. That's awesome. And so I've got, I've got two more questions for you here, Ben, my two favorite questions. You know, what is, I guess, let's say you, uh, uh, the dream, like a dream building, if you will, which uh, I'll, I'll word it in a little differently here, but let's say you, you wave a magic wand, right? And you have that perfect business. You know, what would that really sound like or look like for you? Honestly, okay, this is going to sound really bad, not bad, but I think that I'm already in it. Um, I... Huh. My whole reason for going into training, I've always been in love with the gym, involved in sport. I've been doing it for 30 some years um, is I just wanted to live life on my terms and do something that I love. And once I stepped into that, it's I never view it as work. The only the only stressor I ever feel about it is once I got married and had children, then you you just feel that responsibility on you as far as a caretaker. Um, so as far as like making sure my numbers are good with clients uh, that are coming in the gym, um, I do online training. Um, and then out of the blue came the strength and conditioning coach position and they, they asked me if I'd do it. Um, so it's, I feel like if you're doing what you're passionate about, you're always gonna have those opportunities coming to you, you know? Um, but there's really nothing I would change. I mean, sure, there, I could have a shiny, nice new facility to walk into and like state of the art, whatever. But I'm not, I'm not built that any that way anyway. It's I like the old school approach to things, um, and I I just like building connections with people, and I feel like I'm already there. So I w I never got in it to make a massive amount of money, even though we do really well. Um, I'm not driven by that. I'm driven by helping people. Um, so I'd say I'm already living my dream. That's awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations to that. And I've got Thank one you. more question, favorite question of the day, which is simply, you know, Ben, if you can go back in time here to when you first started the gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Well, there's two things. One, I always tell people, I think my dad got sick of hearing me. I go sit on his couch and tell him how I wanted to be a trainer, okay? And uh, I had just gotten into it. I was uh, subcontracted into commercial gyms, but I wanted to make that full-time leap of just doing it full-time. And I think he got sick of hearing me talk about it. Um, and his advice to me was, you just have to pull the trigger. There's no guarantees in life. And he said, you never, there is no right or wrong decision. It's what you do with the decisions you make. So, I would encourage people when they're passionate about things, you just have to pull the trigger and go for it. 
I mean, what's the worst that could really happen? You have to, you fail and you have to start over. Well, that's life. <laughs> and and sure. secondly, I've trained a lot of trainers and, and people getting into the fitness industry. And they always ask me like how I went about being successful. And I honestly tell them, I don't know. There, there wasn't like this exact step-by-step -step thing that got me to be successful, but I do tell them the one th like, characteristic that I have that I think was paramount was a sense of vision. So I could always just like close my eyes and envision where I wanted to be and, and see myself in that moment. And then just once I open my eyes, find a way to make it happen. So I, I encourage people, even if it's not fitness industry, if it's just any goal, you have to have a real clear vision and like a vivid picture of what you want. If you have that and then you have belief in yourself, it's just a matter of time before you can get there. Ben, that was a mic drop of an answer, man. Way to close it out there. <laughs> it's a good place to wrap <laughs> things up on this episode. But before we sign out, Ben, I mean, please, if you have any social media, a Facebook website, where can people find out more about you and Failure Fitness? I have a website. It's just my name, Um, My Facebook, they can just look up Failure Fitness. It's my business page. And then as far as my um, Instagram, it's just Benjamin. B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N, failure. And, and we go underneath that for the business. I have a question for you. Sure. How did you guys hear of me? Yeah, that's a great question. So Lou, or it was Jess, I'm sorry. Jess was the one who spoke to you. Jess, uh, she either went on your social media or website page and okay. she was able to check like based off of reviews and based off of like, I guess, well, the biggest thing is how you speak to her over the phone, the personality on that. With that being said, like if she says that, hey, you're a good fit, like he can actually make the cut for being on the show, depending on how the conversation goes, she brings you on. And essentially, if you did not have the good conversation there, she wouldn't have considered. <laughs> but okay. uh, she just knew that you're open to chat in there. So I don't know specifically, though. I didn't speak to her on how she found you specifically, but that's typically how they, they come across it. Okay. Awesome. So other than that, Ben, like we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here. Okay. All right. Thank you. Awesome. And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.